0: Welcome to Corazon Technologies, home of the Digital Executive Podcast. Welcome to the Digital Executive. Today's guest is Ryan Davies. Ryan Davies has had a successful career as an entrepreneur, business executive, and public servant. Prior to joining CancerVax, Ryan co-founded several biotech companies and technologies, including a nitric oxide topical wound care product, a medical device company, drug delivery system, and an antibiotic development company. Ryan served as CEO of Curza, a small molecule therapeutics company focused on developing new antibiotics. Also serving as Senior Vice President at Clark Capital Partners, a private growth equity investment firm. Also co-founder of a software e-commerce company called Found.com, which was acquired, and co-founder of software company O2Blue, which was also acquired. Well, good afternoon, Ryan. Welcome to the show.
1: Hi, thank you, Brian. I appreciate you having me.
0: Absolutely. Thank you for making the time, Ryan. This is so awesome. As I tell my guests from around the world, 40 countries, 700 guests, this is so fun. And I jump out of the bed in the morning just to meet somebody new and sit behind the microphone doing a little storytelling. So thank you again, Ryan.
1: My pleasure. It is fun. It's always fun meeting and talking to new people. I agree, Brian. So thanks again for having me. Absolutely.
0: Ryan, we're going to jump right into your questions here. We want to talk to you about your career in investor relations. You were a partner, a serial entrepreneur, which is really cool. You were a senior executive. Now you're the CEO of CancerVax. Could you share with our audience the secret to your career growth and what inspires
1: you? Well, yeah, great. No, all good questions. And I have my, it really kind of starts back with my grandfather. My grandfather was an immigrant from the country of Wales. His father, so my great-grandfather, was unfortunately killed in the coal mines of Wales. And when my grandfather was 15 years old, he immigrated to the United States. And he, along with his mother and two siblings, and, and they worked and worked and worked. And it, it was interesting, Brian, because all of the whole family decided that every, the mother and the three siblings all had to work. And they collected their money, put it into a jar. And they said, we could only send one person to college. Well, who's it going to be? It ended up being my grandfather and he ended up with an engineering degree and became an entrepreneur and started and went to college and et cetera and served in World War two. And, but, but he became an ultimately after being an engineer at General Motors became an entrepreneur and started a company that built ship parts for the Navy. So my grandfather has a whole bunch of inventions. If you've ever been on a boat or a yacht and flushed the toilet, the mechanism that allows that toilet to flush is my grandfather's invention. He built the the elevator shafts for aircraft carriers that are still used today, et cetera, et cetera. So it's kind of in my DNA, Brian. When I, when I graduated from college, I graduated as a political science major, just as a side note, is a completely useless degree. I had a, a lot of fun studying political science because I'm sort of a political junkie. But, but I went and got a, my first job in about two years out of college, decided to start a company. And that's where it really began. It's been my DNA. I started two software companies and sold them and then started a renewable energy company and sold it. And, and then ended up in, in the venture capital space. And as a venture capitalist, we licensed and invested in a little technology out of a university, uh, a well-known university. And, and I stepped in as sort of an interim CEO, just because I started and run and grown businesses in my past. And what I didn't understand is that I would sit in that seat for another seven plus years as the CEO of a biotech company. And what I learned was that I absolutely fell in love with the world of science and with the biotech space. And since serving as CEO for that company, it's a company called CURZA, C-U-R-Z-A, we developed new antibiotics and and since founding and serving as CEO of that company, I've started two med device companies and am now the CEO of CancerVax. And so that's kind of a, a circuitous way of getting to where I am today.
0: That's awesome. And I appreciate the story. Everybody loves a good story and the fact that it all started back in Wales what, about three generations ago. So I appreciate you sharing that and what you've done to date. So thanks again, Ryan. Ryan, your company is leveraging cutting-edge bioengineering and molecular technologies in order to develop a breakthrough universal cancer vaccine. Can you walk us through your latest developments and what that potentially means?
1: Yeah, you bet. And what, one of the things Brian that I learned as I started back in my first the first biotech company that I worked for is you know, we all hear stories of, and news stories of, why do drugs cost so much money? And as I started getting into the biotech space, I started to really understand, typically it takes one and a half to $2 billion and and 10 to 12 years to make a drug. And 80% of those drugs fail. So 20% of them make it to market. And as again, with my entrepreneur hat on, looking at the cost of starting a business, I recognized that I can go raise 15, $20 million and all that's going to buy me is a laboratory with a bunch of equipment and some smart people, but but I'm starting at zero. $20 million in, I'm starting at zero. And I throw that number out a a little bit, you know, it could be 10 million, it could be 30 million. And so what I discovered is some of the smartest people that I've known are those who work for major universities and research institutions and academia. And with CancerVax, we're fortunate to, to, to be working with UCLA, one of the top cancer research institutes in the world. Now, if the university that already has enormous amounts of money that's come in, so they have all the equipment and all the laboratories, they've got brilliant scientists. And so the business model that I've employed in the past and we're doing again at CancerVax is we find really good ideas. We partner with academic and research institutions who are very good at what they do. And then we become essentially the business arm or the business development arm and oversee the science and the research. So so that's what we're doing at CancerVax. Thank you.
0: I appreciate you sharing. I know there's a lot that goes into it as far as, like you said, just to get set up and you're still at zero. Those are one of the hardest businesses to get off the ground. You obviously need some great investors or obviously had some success in your previous entrepreneurial companies. Thank you, Ryan. Ryan, just the next question here. We uh, are a tech podcast platform. We do focus on emerging technologies. I'm a technologist by trade and we don't put our guests on the spot, but we do like to ask them if they're maybe leveraging some of this new and emerging tech in their business. And if you're not, hey, share something that you are using today that you might consider something cool.
1: So, new technology is absolutely part of what we do, and what, one of the things that is emerging in the biotech space that that actually that we use at CancerVax, and that also makes me quite excited, is artificial intelligence. And so, there's a lot that we know about drug development, and and we really are fellow travelers, all of us in the biotech community, right? Those of us who have failed, those of us who have succeeded. And we learn from those failures and we learn from those mistakes. But artificial intelligence and other technology really allows us to leverage all of that information to develop new drugs. And what's really interesting is one of the things that we've been doing at CancerVac is we report on news, uh, report on updates of our competitors, other biotech companies who are developing cancer vaccines. And we do that because we think that and we understand that there's well, first of all, there are lots of different types of cancer and no one company is going to cure every single type of cancer. And therefore, we we when I use the word fellow travelers, all of us are working together and we really need each other and we need to leverage each other. And all of our experiences, our collective knowledge and understanding to develop new drugs and, and to help. Cancer is the second leading cause of death globally. And so it's a big effort. So back to your question, Brian, we use technology all the time, every single day with CAR-T, with CRISPR, with artificial intelligence now informing us how to input certain aspects of chemical compounds that we develop that can be compared against other chemical compounds that have either worked or not worked in the past. We leverage technology on a daily basis in the biotech space.
0: Thank you. That's awesome. And I really do have this affinity for healthcare. I've been in healthcare a lot of years on the tech side. So that's something that has always interested me. And I appreciate you sharing some of the things that you're doing to really make the world a better place by leveraging the technology to get to a solution or a breakthrough science sooner than later. So again, thank you, Ryan. Ryan, last question of the evening. Could you share something from your career experience that would be helpful for those listening this evening, looking to grow their career in either biotech or entrepreneurship?
1: Yeah. Thank you for the question. I think that, first of all, let me start with the second part of that question with the biotech one first, because it's most relevant to me right now. I am not a science guy, even though I graduated with a degree in political science. And joke was my scientist that I'm a scientist too, right? But but a different kind of scientist. I don't have a degree in chemistry or or biology, et cetera. But, But the biotech space is very important. As I take a look at, as I start to get older, as my parents are aging, As I'm using friends to different health conditions, as just all of us come off of this worldwide COVID pandemic, we see the fragility of life. I understand that we need new drugs. We need new medicine that can help humanity. And so for me as an entrepreneur, now back to the part A of your question, Brian, as an entrepreneur, uh, I love taking an idea and building and growing and building something out of that. Right. That's just really is fun for me. It's exciting for me. Now, if I can couple building a business around uh, an interesting idea. And I can layer on top of that now, being able to potentially help humanity by developing a new drug that can cure a specific type of cancer in a different way or that reduce your time in the hospital for a number of reasons. That's Now I'm actually feeding sort of both sides of what really invigorates me as a business person and really, frankly, as a human being. I get to build businesses and I get to do that in a way that can potentially help humanity in the long run. And that's what excites me. Entrepreneurship is hard. So the advice I give is keep your head down, fight, fight, fight. It's really, really hard. And to be really candid, Brian, I think I have learned far more from my failures than I have learned from my successes. And, uh, And I would say to the audience that's listening that there's no shame in failure. Unless you take that failure and kick it to the side and don't learn from it. If you can take a failure and learn from it and dust off your boots and and get back into it, that's how really cool things are made.
0: Thank you, Ryan. Most appreciated. As I tell every guest on the show, we're all unique humans and we all have a great story to share or two. And I appreciate some of the gems that you shared this evening around your story. So thank you again. And it was my pleasure having you on this evening. I look forward to speaking with you real soon.
1: Okay, take care. Bye for
0: now.